Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Let Me Tell You Something podcast. It's your girl, Wista, and we are back with another episode of the podcast where we talk about the shit that I want to talk about or what my guest wants to talk about. We drag people, we spread awareness, and we just talk so much shit. I don't even know how to fucking do this intro today, but you guys, I just want to let you guys know, I keep saying guys right now, but I just wanted to let everyone know, yes, I've been slacking with these episodes. I know I haven't put out an episode since fucking January 27th of the month, the first month of the year. And I took February off, but I have my reasonings to y'all know I'm a student and I am on my last semester of grad school. So that means I'll be doing a lot of work and y'all know I got my 50 page paper that has to be done by May 3rd. So I don't have that much time left for this paper to be done. And guess how many pages we got done y'all? 11 pages. So <laughs> that's that's a lot of pages to go left. Okay, that's 39 pages left to go. Oh, I hope I'm good with math. Yeah, that's 39 pages to go. So I'm not excited for that, but I gotta get it done because tuition's paid for. So I gotta make sure I have the results for that. And I'm so mad. I just found out we got to pay for our caps and gowns and them caps and gowns is not even cheap. That shit is like $500. I said, damn, the shit I can buy with $500. Let's see. I could buy a treadmill. I could buy an Apple watch. I could buy so many things with our $500. And to the people telling me that's going to be like, oh girl, you can't buy a fucking treadmill with $500. There's something called Amazon. They, they got them on there. They got them on there. They might not be the ones who has the inline. Oh, the incline, but I, I know I could find a treadmill on there. Okay, y'all, let's get straight to the point. We have a guest today. Um, Let's see, how would I describe my guest today? The guest we have today, I call him the Jamaican sensation. This man be repping Jamaica like he be living in Jamaica right now, although his ass is from fucking Boston. This <laughs> man lives his life like a true Jamaican Anything he be posting, it got to align with Jamaican culture or any values that Jamaican men have. I saw this man done post a picture saying, we don't drink cocktails, we drink punani tails. I said, what, sir? What kind of misogynistic shit is this? But <laughs> you see this man already cracking up. We got my friend. Yes, my friend from college, Mr. Leroy. Please introduce yourself for everyone. What's up, everyone, man? It's Leroy, you know, I'm on this podcast. Thanks for having me with this. And I'm ready to go. Leroy, I just want to say, you are one of those homeboys I got that I just I just be shaking my head sometimes when you post on social media. I'm still not over the fact that you really said, we don't drink cocktails, we drink punani tails. Why? Right. Why? Why? Please explain this to the people. I want to know this. You got to let them know. You know, we're not eating the cocks over here, you know? We into punani. It's just like that. It's just simple like that, you know? I don't just I don't like the fact that it's called a cocktail. To me, it's a punani tail. Who wants to drink a cocktail? You know? I can't now, stand you. I now if it was a bunch you. of females now, I could say why Can we please okay. Before we even get down that, can we please normalize y'all men calling us women? We don't call y'all males. We don't call y'all males when we are dressing y'all. We call y'all men or boys, <laughs> right? <laughs> Men or boys? What's wrong with females? Female sounds like a fucking scientific experiment. Uh, I don't know. But when you all call us boys, that makes us sound like you're like a kid. Like, oh, come but on. But y'all be boys. calling us girls. Well, we. Well, I don't know what y'all want me to call y'all. Oh my god, I cannot. <laughs> you see, we could call we call you girls. There's a problem. We call you females. There's a problem. So what's wrong? Why can't y'all call us women? 
Well, we could. Uh, what do you want me to do? The uh, bird call? Oh my God. You know what? You see, let me just explain y'all something about Leroy. Leroy is a Virgo. I'm a Scorpio. Those two signs get along, but it's just different ways. Virgos, y'all, y'all so analytical as hell. And we got to talk about that because I know that you got an issue with Tauruses and we just going to get straight to the point. What is your issue with Tauruses, Leroy? Every single time you be posting about Tauruses, like damn, y'all damn Tauruses. What did a Taurus do to you, Leroy? Here's a long story short, right? I used to date this girl. She was a Taurus, and I couldn't stand her because she was always like, she was like a player. Like she was like, if I was to go, go with somebody who's like in a relationship, right? In a date, this this is the thing about us Virgos. Us Virgos, I don't know about the other Virgos, but I know the Virguses I know. They're like, they're not players. Like, once they with you, they're with you. You know what I mean? And, like, I had this Taurus one time, and I couldn't stand her because it was like you couldn't tell her nothing was wrong. Like, if you tell her, like, 2 plus 2 equals 4, you can't tell us that 3 plus 1 equals 4. She was always stuck into this one, like, tunnel vision thing. And, like, it never worked So she was stubborn. She was stubborn. And on top of that, she lied too much. She was a liar. I could not stand her. She never, she could never tell the truth to save her life, even when there's nothing to lie about. Like she would lie about it anyway. And I'm like, I, ever since then, I never liked Tauruses. And remind you, the only Taurus I like is my mom, because she's a Taurus, which is crazy. She's the only person I like well, that's a Taurus. Hold on, Leroy. Leroy, I understand you got that issue with that ex, and that shit is still hurting you. What if you fall in love with a Taurus again? You never know. You hey, never, you never know. know you. You're right about that. You never know. I'm not. I'm not saying that I hate every Taurus, though. I don't want to get this all mixed up on this podcast because there are a lot of Tauruses that are my friends that I like. I like them. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about. There's like there's like different type of Virgos and there's different types of Taurus. I know the Taurus that I don't like. So when I see that Taurus, so I'm like, basically you don't like the you don't like the unevolved ones, the ones who the ones who are still having to like navigate and learn their ways of becoming like a true form of a Taurus, basically. So you would prefer. It's like, it's like, it's like the coronavirus, like there's oh different versions God. now. It's basically just like that, you know, different strains. Like that's a whole different strain that I don't want to go about no more. You know, I just want to say I'm already immune to this one. Like, can I just say I this, have... Leroy? And I just want to say this. To everybody listening to this episode, please realize this is one of the few episodes that y'all gonna get nigga logic. Okay, so um, if anybody, if anybody from my program, my grad school programs, everything, if you were not ready for nigga logic, I will say thank you for listening, and you can go on to your day. But let's get back to this nigga logic. Say what you gotta say, Leroy. So yeah, just like I said, I'm already immune to this one. I already got the vaccine from this cars. And, like, I don't want to have to deal with a whole nother version of this one. Like, it, ever since then, I just decided that, listen, I'm never going to date a Taurus. But, like, I ain't trying to hold it to it. Like, I'm never going to say never. But wait, you said you're never going to date a Taurus. That means when you're on the date with the girls for the first time, the woman for the first time, you're going to be like, yo, um, what's your sign? Or before you ask her, I'll be like, are you born in the between the end of April and the end um to middle May? Are you going to ask her that? Oh hell yeah! I might oh have my her god! Birthday. You see this? And then and then Stanford. you know I'm gonna go about it, and you know after a week or two, if she's that version of a Taurus, then you know, and I, and I ain't got the vaccine for that one, then I'm gone. 
this nigga said if I ain't got the vaccine for that one, it's like the girl is the whole corona. I cannot with you, Leroy. You done compared this woman to the freaking Rona. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I, I done cannot. Had a, and like, if you just know this woman, she does like, I ain't trying to say that I ain't moved on. I moved on. I'm just saying, I don't want to go back to but that. But my question again. is, was you messy in the relationship too? Be honest. Be no, honest. I was, listen, I was honest. I, I, I'm not a cheater, guys. I never cheated. Why you? Why life. you stutter? Why you? Uh, why you did that? No, stutter? You did that Caribbean that. man stutter. <laughs> well, you know that's me. <laughs> you did and that I little know, Jamaican know. man stutter. I know when y'all Jamaican m- niggas be lying. <laughs> oh, but that's that's the honest truth. Like I never cheated. God knows I never cheated on anybody. You know, and it's just like that's what it is. And you know, I know she was out. You know, doing her craziness, and I was just she was always lying. I wasn't on top. I wasn't like some guys that are always watching their women and stuff. I'm not like that. If I feel like I have to do that, then I don't want to be with you. You know what I mean? All I'm going to say is this, is that all I'm going to say is I'm not going to take anybody's side when it comes to this story because that woman is not here to dis- tell her side of the story when it comes <laughs> to this relationship. So mm-hmm. when it comes to this, the delegation, we all think that you need to put that to the side because guess what? If you're still harboring on to that past trauma of that relationship, well, I don't, like I said, she's not here to defend herself. But if that is one of the few things, because that's your side of the story, if that's how you feel, you got to cleanse that out and you got to get through that trauma so you can find the one. Because ladies, Leroy loves him. A, was, he a, was she a BBW? Because I know you love you some BBWs. Uh, she was in the middle. <laughs> I cannot. You see, I don't know what she looked like now. She probably either slimmed <laughs> oh out or bigger. So, but she was in the middle, you know. I but she was not. Don't get me wrong. I don't want it like I ain't talking like completely bad about her. She was actually a nice person. Don't get me wrong. She was completely a nice person. She was, you know, she was fun to go out with. She was just like she had those. She was always lying, like you know. And I wasn't into that, like. And that was understand. I understand. We don't like liars, but she's not here to defend her story. So whoever's listening to this is either you're going to believe Leroy or not. Just want to say Leroy is from Boston. He Jamaican. And y'all heard what I told y'all what he be posting on Instagram and Snapchat. So take that if you're going to believe Leroy or not. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. I cannot. Okay, Leroy. So. I remember I told you we got a few topics that we got to discuss. And I told you, I tell anybody who comes on this show, come with topics because like, let's see what you want to talk about. And I remember you were talking about like reincarnation. Do you, do you believe in reincarnation? Like, do you believe that we have past lives from like before? Do you believe that you were probably from another country in a past life? Or even if you were like an animal, do you believe that? You know, this whole thing about reincarnation is just like, like, I try to get mad religious, but, like, you know, many people have many ways of what they think is how we came here and how and what they believe. But, like, the thing is about reincarnation, right? Like, I have people that really believe, like, you know, when we die, we're going to come back as, like, a, another human being and stuff. And, like, I just wanted to know, like, what do you think? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just confused, like, with this whole world. Like, like I, is this really a thing? Like, sometimes I, I get, like, deja vu. You know, okay, so we're about to get a little conspiracy talk right now, but I really do believe that, like, we do have past lives, and I do believe that some people that you meet, you know, when you just like instantly click with them, I really think that you had some sort of past life with them, whether they were like your sibling, your friend, even your partner. Like, for example, maybe, oh my god, this is about to sound mad crazy, but maybe some people 
maybe your freaking sibling was your part your spouse in a path past life but then you just don't know because do you ever just meet somebody you just naturally click with and you felt like you knew them your whole life exactly so that's you know someone so you had funny? a past life with you know what's so funny the same girl i was talking about was a Taurus, which is funny <laughs> we actually could like i knew her my whole life like it was no like oh let me try to get to know this person you know what i mean Maybe you guys have like a karmic connection. It could have been something like that. But when it comes to the aspect of that relationship you had with that Taurus in the end, how old were you guys? It's probably you guys were still young and still like growing into the humans that y'all are because you're saying she could have been like that in the past, but we don't know how she is now. Well, I was 20. I was 25 the last time I spoke to her. I'm 27 now. So she's so she was 24. So she's probably 26 now. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, it just felt like it felt like we clicked and it was like I was like yo that's strange and that that kind of like I felt like I knew her before and I'm like saying in my head I was like did I know you from somewhere but so funny it's like how do you know me and you don't even know me you know what I mean (laughs) damn Leroy I'm gonna say this because I think I definitely agree with you when it comes to the aspect of like no meeting somebody and like feeling like you've known them their whole life. That's why I did like brought up the whole idea of like that you definitely should have passed life with them. And not necessarily means that like there's positivity when it comes to that connection. It could have been a karmic connection or just a connection where you had to learn a lesson or you both had to learn lessons from each other. But I'm gonna say this one more time and reiterate myself. I ain't going to pick no sides when it comes to this conversation because the woman is not here to defend herself and I ain't going to just pick your side just because you my friend. Well, you should choose my side anyway. Uh-uh, I'm not choosing your side for that, nigga. No, thank you. No, thank you. I told you guys before, this is a nigga logic episode. I don't know what this motherfucker is going to be saying. All you know is he's going to be saying, you know what I mean, every single damn time. And I need to say this. I don't understand what is up with y'all Boston dudes. Every single time I be talking to y'all Boston dudes, I got a bunch of guy friends in Boston. Every single time they say a sentence, they got to add, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Sometimes I'm just like, yo, is your last name, you know what I mean? Like, is it part of your name? <laughs> is it a well, Boston it, thing? You know, so funny. I don't even know. Like, I just, it's just like something I always say. Like, I was growing up, like, you know what I mean? No. It's not so funny. I didn't even realize how much I say it until you brought it to my attention. Like, that's how crazy it is. It's like, it's like when I was in London, like, like, they'd be like, they have this thing where they go like, oh, okay. Like, and I'm like, what? It, but they say every time after a sentence and I'm like, that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? You see, you just dropped it right now. <laughs> see? It's natural. It's natural. It just, it's just a part of me. So it's like, well, how am I get around it? Like, I would have to, I would have to sit down and like really like study the way I talk for me to like completely take that out. You know, it's almost like somebody who like all the time like oh no, they see your friends and be like yo, what up dog? What up dog? It's gonna take a while to break out the what up dog and like yo, what's good? You know, or something like that. It's I like cannot take with you, sir. I cannot with you. I cannot. But 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 what? they say it takes. 21 days to make something a habit so if you practice it for 21 days not to talk that way you probably could stop it that's what they say take 21 days so then you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do 21 days starting today march 10th after tomorrow we're gonna need you to stop saying you know what i mean and then you're gonna come back again in 21 days and we're gonna see if you really broke that habit (laughs) i'll try you know what i mean 
Or you see this man out here dropping it again. I know somebody's probably counting the amount of you know what I mean right now. But um, when it comes to that reincarnation, I definitely think it is real. But then again, too, I'm a spiritual folk. So I do believe that some people you do have past lives with them or even like certain friends that you've had, they probably were part of like your soul family or you have like some soul connection with them, whether it's karmic. But the thing is, when people think about karma, they also they always think bad, but there is such things as good karma. And depending on how you were in your past lives, you either going to have good karma or you're going to have bad karma throughout your life. But you just got to navigate it. What you put out there is what you get back. That's how I feel when it comes to that. Exactly. Like, like I don't know. Maybe we do have some past lives. I don't feel like we're going to come back as no animal, though. I feel like we come back as another human or something like that. That's my thing. But unless you was like, unless you was like some big ass criminal, like you got punished or something, end up. Uh, whatever you believe in the universe or believe in some higher being but you know i feel like i feel like we come back as something but i think it's more like a human no definitely but i think sometimes too is the media tries to say too is that we reincarnate to like um even like animals but i can't we can't get into death in that but definitely i think um one day i gotta bring somebody who's like skilled in that just so they could discuss that because that's definitely a very important topic to discuss yeah that would be really good Okay, Mr. Leroy. So I got to call you out for something. Uh-oh. I know you love clubbing. I know you love clubbing. You have this group called the All Access Gang. Personally, for it's not, hold on, because I said gang. No, everyone. Leroy <laughs> is not gang gang. He is not gang affiliated. Yep. I just want to say this. We are not gang affiliated at the Let Me Tell You Something podcast. Yep. Never will be. We are a bunch of fucking black kids from the fucking suburbs and the city. Period. Yep. Okay, so um, you and a group of your friends have this group called All Access. I'm still mad at you because I wanted them damn t-shirts and y'all stopped selling them fucking t-shirts. But um, <laughs> so basically what Leroy and his friends do is they go around all the fucking nightclubs in Boston and just think about it as girls gone wild, but with, with a bunch of like black men. So anything you want to add to that, Leroy, because I know you're hurting right now because the clubs are closed you can't go have your fun, go out drinking, drinking your douce, and just dancing with some beautiful women. Yo, it's like it's like I just miss I just miss the whole clubbing. Like, what 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 sucks is like we can't. It's like ever since this thing stopped, it's like when Friday and the weekend come, it's like so hard not to find nothing else to do. You know what I mean? It's like when we first started the whole all access thing, right? Let me discuss. It started off with like three, three of us. It started with me, my boy Trey, and this other guy. So we was always in the. Why are you not gonna respect the other guy? He ain't got no name. <laughs> it's just that we kind of had a little, a little thing going on, like a little. So beef y'all was with... beefing with him. You and Trey was beefing with him. No, he. It's uh, like you ever had those friends and they kind of act shady after a while. You know what I mean? It's like we're cool with him, but like right now we just kind of like you know we have a little tension right now. It ain't really beef. It's just a little tension. So we just kind of like, you know, so, you know, I'll call his name. He cool. It's my homeboy, Dilson. You know what I mean? So it's all three of us, right? We started off by like snapping this whole time. We used to snap everything. We didn't even notice how, like, I don't want to make it seem bigger than what it is. But like, we didn't realize how much of a following we was growing on Snapchat by adding everybody. But, you know, after the club, meeting all the girls. And then I was realized that I was capturing so much like, 
wild stuff. And then that's how the all access thing started. We started getting the DJs, Snap, and we was actually promoting it. So what happened was when we was going to the club, you know, we was making friends with other promoters. They're like, yo, can you promote, you know, this event? So tonight? hold on, Leroy. So basically it was kind of like y'all were club promoters, but not actually like actual official um, club promoters to a certain extent. Yeah, and then it kind of became like we, and then we kind of sort of became club promoters because there was one, because we was getting paid after a while. After a while, we was hitting to certain clubs and then it was paying us to like promote it because it was like, yo, there's people who knows about it. And we had the t-shirts. So at the time we started to come up with the t-shirts. But at first, to be honest with you, it was like a joke. Like it was like, it was kind of like just us, like a us thing. And then everybody's like, yo, I want a t-shirt. You want a t-shirt? Because they saw that we was getting girls, we was getting numbers and the other guys. So then it started to grow and grow. And then everybody was coming into the club with an all-access t-shirt, you know, in a hoodie. And then that's how it started. And then it just grew and it grew and it grew. And then it was like the DJs asking us promoters and stuff. Like we even have like an exclusive all-access group, you know, on the Snapchat, which which we keep all everybody posts, like promoters and everything. And ever since then, that's when it took off. So yep. basically, y'all was like the Bernie's Burgos and the Aries. Basically, y'all was the male version of the Instagram models that be doing club promotions and shit like that. Basically, we was living like rock stars after that. Yeah, <laughs> was okay. Okay. I, I did see, I'm not gonna lie, I did see some of these posts that y'all had on there, and I was just like, mm. Mm. And people was loving it. They was loving people it. People was so loving like, it, but I'll say this. Sometimes some of them clubs y'all was, y'all was at look like it stunk in there, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a couple, one or two, when I was like, uh, I didn't like it. Like, my boy knows when I don't like something. Like, when we're there, he knows, like, he knows, like, I, I could tell you where you feel in this place. Like, My question is, wasn't there a certain point where you guys actually, like, caught the attention of, like, freaking Celtics players and I know, and I know I got to bring up Jamaica. I know you're very affiliated with a Jamaica. I wouldn't call him a superstar, but <laughs> I don't know. Y'all Jamaicans be riding out for everybody. A Jamaican superstar. I'm putting air quotes, Mr. Safari Samuels. <laughs> Yo, we, yeah, we caught the attention of him one time. He was in the club, and, you know, I was chilling. You know, we was all sipping, having a blast. And then all of a sudden I was standing by the bar. And you know he was like, "Yo, the Mayu, the one over there with the banana, or the um, but uh, bandana on his head, Jamaican, come over here, come over here." And so I came over there, and I, and like I, I'm gonna remind you, I was a little tipsy that night. I have to be honest. And they had to help me get on stage. And when I got on stage, he was like, "Yo, man, you're cool, man." And then I did. and we just started talking. And then he just like gave me his information and stuff. And then he just had me snapping on Snapchat, and I'm like, "Oh, snap." So then my friend was in the crowd. He was like, he was like, what the hell? Did you just see Safari like gave you his information stuff? I'm like, what? I'm like, I never realized because like it was just like to me, he was just a natural person. Like I didn't think no big deal of it, to be honest with you. I was just there because I knew a lot of women was going to be there. It was going to be a good night. And I just wanted to be there. So, you know, when that whole thing happened, it was like it was kind of smooth, you know. And so we was there. We was all, we was all dancing with him and stuff. And it was just cool that we got. To got to know him so it was like but i would say like we're super close like i'm tight with him you know what i mean i don't want to say that i don't want people to get that twisted it's just like it's just somebody i know you know 
And so basically, the- you was you was you was lit to be around Nicki Minaj's ex, Safari. That's what I call Safari because I'm sorry. I'm sorry right now to my fellow Jamaicans. Safari is an L for y'all. I'm gonna be honest. We got some L's in the Haitian community too, but Safari <laughs> L for y'all. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I think so. It could be. <laughs> but you know, he was cool. He was a cool dude. Like he was all racing in the parking lot. He had like an actual race. That shit was crazy. But he was a cool dude, you know. And like, and mind you, I got like a bunch of people was adding me too. Like a bunch of girls added me on Snap because it was like, what? I didn't know you know him. And that's when the whole hate started. That club, like, I don't want to trash the club. Wait, hold club. on. Y'all was getting hate? Yeah, we got some, I'm going to be honest, like, we got some hate, too. You know, with everything, when, when you're getting a lot of love, you're always going to get a little hate, too. Because it's people like Who in Boston? People- who in Boston, Massachusetts? And I'm going to emphasize on the Massa. Who in Boston, Massachusetts is hating? Like, what is there to hate on in Boston? Okay, hold on. Let me get this twisted, right? Because at this time, this wasn't in Massachusetts. This was in Rhode Island. So we was in Rhode Island at this time before we transferred to Massachusetts. So what happened was when we was in Rhode Island, we used to go to this club. I ain't going to trash the club, though. But we had something big happen. And, like, the guy was, like, was a misunderstanding. And he kind of, like, disrespected us after the whole safari thing happened, too. Because it was, like, we was getting a lot of love. And then he felt like he was... after we was helped promoting his business, he kind of felt like he was taken away from it. And then, you know, people started to hate us. Like, yo, these all access dudes, they come here, they get in for free, they don't pay for nothing. They go in, you know, sometimes they even get free drinks and stuff. And like, what happened was the owner after the while, we was bringing a lot of people there, which is crazy. So it's kind of like a jealous thing, you know what I mean? And like, why would you be jealous when bringing a lot of people there? You know, you letting like three or four people in. What's that? What's a big difference to three, four people to 300 people that you're letting in every night? That's like, you know what I mean? And I like, know what you mean, be- nigga. I know what you mean. And it's like, he doesn't, that person, that owner, he wasn't thinking that way. And then one night, you know, something happened. Like, he had like an extra ticket. And like, one of my boys, he gave it away. You know what I mean? To somebody and he came and he saw he saw it on the camera or whatever. And he said, like, oh, so you giving away a ticket? And he basically like dissed us in front of everybody. And then he went on the snap group on all I said and said, Oh, if you put all access, you cannot come into this club. Or oh no. Like what that. kind of what kind of freaking what kind of shit is this? Niggas is mad because they got love from Safari. Yep. What? Y'all are mad because y'all got love from Safari Samuels, a.k.a. Nicki Minaj's ex, a.k.a. The the baby daddy of Erica Mena. What? (laughs) Y'all was mad about Safari? That don't make no fucking sense. And then the hate kind of came on a little bit more before that, too. Because even at events before that, we was getting in free. Like, there would be long lines. Like, there was this dance hall Friday. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it because it was, like, one of those best nights I ever had. It was like a long line and like we just go around the line and we go in and I could just see the look on some people's face. Like I feel like the, the customers, a lot of their customers was kind of mad because it's like, oh, if we ain't part of all access, we ain't going to get in for free. And like, you know, and like we was like, sometimes it wouldn't be just like us three, me and my me and my friend and my homeboy. It would be like sometimes we'll be letting in other people we know too. So they kind of felt like, you know, he was taking away the business, but we wasn't. It was only like four. I remind you, this place was packed. 
every Saturday, no, in the summer, like in the winter, it, I mean, no, in the winter, it'll be packed. Like summer, not so packed, to be honest with you, because like all the college students wouldn't be back. So, you know, there's cookouts and shit going on. But in the winter, it'll be packed. And remind you, they were just like, they just looking at us like, oh, this guy's taking away business from us. So I feel like it was like a brewing hate after a while. And I remember telling my friend, I was like, you know, I don't think we should stay here this much longer. Like back in Boston is way better. We're doing like a half an hour drive, 45 minute drive out here to this thing. And like, you know, back back in Boston, we could do a lot more because there's more going on out here. It's just staying at this one place. And like, I felt things were right. Security was just like, who's starting to hate too even security was trying to hate like so do you think that um when it comes to club culture in the new england area it's a little bit different than it would be in what you would say like a new york or la just because i'm not trying to throw shade at people from rhode island or from the new or, or from like the new england area it's just because they're more adjusted to like that clubbing life of like having celebs coming in and doing all those things. Because when I think about Rhode Island and I think of Boston, I don't think of like um, rock star lifestyle. My, oh my, why am I singing fucking party party? <laughs> oh my God. But I don't think of like, oh my God, like we're going to clubs, we're doing this and that. Because I, let's be real, the um, club, the night lifestyle in Boston, specifically those, it, it's kind of whack. It's kind of whack. It's kind of whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- it is, but I can't speak because I've never been clubbing in New York or L.A., but I, but I know from Rhode Island to Boston, like, Boston is more professional, like, you know, way more professional. Rhode so, Island, Bo- like- so you would say that Boston, so basically, because when I think about Rhode Island, I think of Rhode Island as a mini Massachusetts, just like, so basically is, is like Providence is like a wannabe Boston to a certain extent. No shade to anybody from Providence. I'm just being honest. That's what it I- is when it comes to that. I'll say I'll say a little bit more New York, but I've never been to New York, so I can't. I don't see nothing. Hey, you never been to New York? No, I mean I never been to a New York club. I've been to New York, but I never been to. Oh, okay. Trust me, I feel like just in general, when it comes to clubbing, eh, it it gets to the point where you're just over it. I feel like every club want to be like New York, maybe, but I've never been to New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody or L.A. or Atlanta or Florida. But it's just like the point I'm trying to say is like there wasn't as professional as in Boston, and it was just like you know it was letting sometimes letting everybody. There was being in. shady, basically. There was being shady yeah. because they noticed that y'all were getting the traction, but they weren't benefiting off of it, basically. Just like anybody would, if let's say they see somebody who they doubted was gonna get some shit. And now they're doing what they wanted to do eventually. But I'm just mad that these niggas really was mad about y'all getting love from Safari. Like in that time, I remember the security I was on stage. She was trying to get me off the stage. She was hating. And like it like this is like Safari really hold me down. You know, the security was like, yo, let him be. He's with me. And like and ever since I feel like that moment. She looked at me. So ever, like, let me ask you this though. Ever since Safari did that for you, you just got your respect for Safari, not because y'all both Jamaican. Is it because of that too? I don't. I don't want to say that. I just want to say like it was kind of like love in a general sense, like you know. And I was up there, and he was just like you know, he was telling the series like, "Yo, let him be. He's with me. You know, let me. He he like knows me, and that even though I didn't know him at the time, he was even telling her like, "Yo." He know me. I just to hold me down, and I'm on this stage chilling with him, 
And it was like, uh, ever since that, and I looked back at her and I was like, oh, snap. I felt like that. You never had that moment where you feel like, okay, this is where everything's going to go wrong now. You know what I mean? One of those moments. like, like I know what the, you mean, Leroy. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> You see the you see like Armageddon before it even happened, sort of like like it was one of those. And ever since then, it started going down, down, down. And I never forget the day that you know, just like I explained earlier, how the whole ticket situation. I was like, that was what was coming. Like, and I see like looking back at it now, I see every moment. Like, so if okay, you think about it for a certain extent, the niggas was hating outside from the club. Yeah, and that's when it was always brewing, even before the safari thing too. But it was always brewing, like, and I felt like after the safari thing and then the ticket thing, I felt like that was it. And like there was times where the DJs was trying to get us to come back there. Shout out to DJ SP, he showed me mad love. But yeah, he was trying, like, all of them were trying to get us to come back there. But we was telling them like, "Yo, we're not coming back unless the owner apologize." And after that time, it because they like the business was going down because people like the people that was hating us for being there, they stopped going there because they realized we weren't there. And like the promoters, like, you know, they wasn't getting as a big attraction as much because we was from Boston. It was bringing people from Boston up there. You know what I mean? And I know what you left, mean, Leroy. I know what you mean. You see how I'm dropping. <laughs> I know what you mean. Every yeah. single time you say, you know what I mean? That means you got to yeah. chill with the, you know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure you said, you know what I mean? At least a hundred times. <laughs> but yeah, basically the point I'm trying to say is we was bringing a lot of people from Boston and. Ever since we left, it was like they wasn't getting the people from Boston, and it was just so the basically from you droughted out a whole club. You you saying that? Yeah, you're saying yeah. you're the reason why a club went out of business. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary oh, yeah. folks, y'all heard it from Leroy. Leroy said, if he ain't coming to your club no more, you are gonna lose some money. So please pay attention yeah. to that. But Leroy, before we end this, I want to talk about the jamaican music scene obviously i know you are a producer y'all know you love your jamaican music specifically dance hall music i know you love your reggae too but can we talk about like the impact that dance hall has had in the music industry whether it is artists working with buju bonton or working even with like some reggae artists like Terius Riley. I hope I said his name freaking correctly. Tyrus Riley. Yep, those, like all of them, even with people being crazy for coffee. And um, there's so many talented artists that come from Jamaica. But let's talk about the fact that mainstream pop, which I personally, when it comes to pop music, I don't think it's like the bubblegum pop, but in, in a certain demographic, they believe that the, Britney Spears, the Dua Lipas, and the freaking um, what's what's her name? The Camila Cabellos, all those girls, they have dance hall tracks, but sometimes they don't feature dance hall artists. Let's say, for example, if they're gonna do a song with a dance hall artist, they'll pick a Sean Paul or they'll pick a Shaggy, but you never see them wanting to work with a spice. And if they do work at a spice, it's mainly because they're like an artist from the UK. For example, um there's this one song by this girl named Ray and she puts Spice on the remix. So it's like, why is it that they out here snatching out these song, these um, this sound, but not even giving props to the artist to a certain extent? Because a lot of these songs I'd be hearing, for example, like Sorry, you know that Justin Bieber song, right? He yeah. could easily put freaking Vibes Cartel or even like Shensia on a, on a Sorry remix. Because I do notice that Shensia is definitely getting a lot of like, 
um looks on right now on social media for her freestyles and all that if you want to touch that because i think that's very important for us to talk about the influence that dancehall has in music specifically in the american industry and also in the uk because a lot of the songs you hear you hear them referencing like the mondem and all that yep and i feel like the thing is with dancehall like i feel like it doesn't get enough credit these days like and i feel like it started off you know, I think it started off with Drake when he did Views and he was doing, I remember what's his name? There was a dancehall artist called Mr. Vegas. He was like, oh my God, I love Drake. Mr. Vegas. You know, I can't stand his voice, but he do have some songs that I would play. No wrong. He has a couple songs I would play. I'm not saying he's like any less of an artist though. He is a big artist. You know, I want to take He was credit. featured in a Beyonce song. Exactly. That's what I said. I want to take no credit from him. He's a huge artist too. I would sign him. I'm just not a big fan of him, but you know, it's so like... let me ask you this. Okay. How do you feel about, because I know you brought up the whole Drake and I know some Jamaicans didn't like the fact that Drake was using the slang and everything when it came to Patois. And also mm-hmm. I want to know too, is how do you feel about like reggaeton? I am not going, I, like I said, when it comes to reggaeton, because we do hear like a lot of like Jamaican artists. I remember Buju Bantan did an interview with, um, I think it was hot 97. I could be incorrect. But I remember he did an interview and he was talking about how the fact that he does feel like reggaeton artists do need to give props to um, dancehall artists because of the many beats. And we know that Daddy Yankee has always shown love to Jamaican artists. And I think also Nicky Jam has too. But we do see like the bad bunnies and everybody else just killing it with the sound. But it's like, how y'all gonna make a song where y'all talking about poom poom? And um, just referencing certain words that are very popular in Jamaican culture, but y'all not putting the artists or even giving the producers props. And if y'all do give the producers props, it's like a producer like Russian, who (laughs) Russian only be doing what? Songs for Shensia and like all the reggaeton artists. So if you could like let the people know about that. Like, I think I like Russian too, because he did songs with Vibes Cartel too. But like, I think... I think it's like people are now realizing that how big dance hall is in music. And like, I remember when Sean Paul came up, like, I feel like Sean Paul, but even though people checked me on this before, they said Shaggy was kind of like the artist that was like went international before Sean Paul. But in my, in my generation, I remember seeing Sean Paul come up and I was like, yo, and I felt like everybody in the culture was accepting Sean Paul for like temperature, give me the light. And I feel like, dance hall had gotten so big now to the point where it's like a lot of people has chose to accept it you know what I mean and they still are slang like I don't knock I don't knock Drake for like music I don't knock anybody for making dance hall music to be honest with you but I do have to say like they do have to start giving some credit like you know what I mean and I feel like Drake gave his credit I don't feel like I feel like uh the whole I feel like Vegas was kind of wrong for going at him I understand like, you know, he was probably trying to say, oh, you should do a song with Popcorn or do a song with Vibes Cartel. Don't just sample them. I understand that part. But I feel like you shouldn't, like, completely knock him out because he showed mad love. He was down there giving out money and stuff like that. I'm like, how much love do you want this man to show? Like, this man gave his heart out in Jamaica, you know? And I feel like, and I just feel like this whole dance hall is just getting bigger and bigger. And I just feel like, you know, 
I feel like now that we listen, there's a lot of albums coming out with the dance hall sound, you know, or Afrobeat sound. Definitely, so. because we did see with Megan Thee Stallion's album, she did have that one song with Popcorn, which yeah. I'm going to be honest, I only like Popcorn's part because when she was talking about like, you can eat me like an oxtail, I said, ma, no. Yeah, I heard that. I heard <laughs> yeah, that part. I'm not going to lie. And, I'm, and I love Meg's raps, but when it, she said she could eat me like an oxtail, I said, ma, uh-uh, uh-uh, throw it away. And I like I like making sound too because she has like that voice that's kind of like you know she has a voice. I feel rap, you but... on that. Ruby Rose got that voice too. A lot of people be talking about Ruby Rose, but Ruby Rose does have like that rap voice where I'm like, okay, I can listen to you spit. And I like Cardi B too. You know, to be honest, I don't really like Nicki Minaj, but I'm not being no, 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 no. You I not, trash her. You I'm you not are not going her. to talk about the queen of hip hop. I will no, personally no, no, end this no, episode no, no, right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna trash her. Just let me say what I was saying. I'm not gonna trash her. I just don't like her personality. That's it. But she's talented. She's beyond talented. Now, I have a question because I do know some Jamaicans do like to like come for her when it comes to her speaking possible. How do you feel about it? Because I oh. remember there was a certain point when you know Steph London. And how like people would be like, you know what, Steph Landon um is like Nikki 2.0, but she just got a better um patois accent. So how do you feel about that when it comes to like people comparing them two together or even like Nikki's patois? And we're gonna talk about Steph Landon because I think that's someone who's very important to talk about. Yeah, like my thing is my thing, I love Steph London. I do, I love her, but I feel like the thing with Nikki is like I've been hearing like I don't know for sure. Like I could be totally wrong, but like, but like what I heard how she get along with other female artists like Cardi B and Remy Ma, I feel like sometimes maybe there is something there that maybe why you know maybe she is blocking other artists, but I don't. Know I don't. But sure. we can't. I don't. I, don't I wouldn't know. say that. Let Let's say allegedly, but I don't think allegedly. I don't yeah, think but, so because. It's just the fact that like, you got to realize, too, is there's a lot of politicking and people be saying things in people's ears, too. And sometimes you hear mm -hmm. like sources and the person who claims to be a source when it comes to these beefs is not even an actual source. And sometimes, yeah. too, is allegedly sometimes labels plan that shit out or it's like a PR beef. Yeah. And like she's talented. Like Nikki is talented. I don't hate Nikki. You know, I don't hate Nikki Minaj at all. She's really talented. Like. I liked her from ever since she did that monster verse on the Kanye and Jay Z. I was like, yeah, Nikki bodied all the niggas on that track. And yeah. this is coming from and like a Kanye and Jay Z fan. Nikki bodied all them niggas on that track. I don't even listen to other to niggas be honest, on that track. I don't. I don't like most of her pop songs, to be honest with you. Like, I think that's the problem. A lot of people, like, and whenever they bring up Nikki, they always get mad about the pop side of her. But it's yeah. like, she, to get, if she wanted to get that mainstream fame, you kind of had to, at that time, yeah, was to, to go with the pop route. And I will say that Nicki Minaj did open a lot of doors for a lot of the women that we see today in rap. As much as people be like, nah, Little Kim this, and we understand Little Kim is a goat, Little Kim is a legend too, but y'all gotta give Nicki her flowers too, because Nicki did open doors, because... And I feel like the old school, sorry, I mean, cut you off, but I feel like the old school need to chill out too. They just hate, you know, the new sound and the new people. And like, you know, like, why can't they just be like Daisy and just accept the new sound? And like, you know what I mean? Why you got to go and hate like little Kim? I feel like they all just hate on her. And I would defend her on that. You know, if I was ever on her podcast, I would defend her on that. They do. A lot of them old school female rappers and sometimes these guys too, they all hate on Nikki. You know what I mean? Like, give them her It's because she's the... new. She's different at the time. 
and just accept it. You know what I mean? That's it. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's also too is (laughs) they saw her reach a certain level that they didn't reach. She reached that superstardom. And the thing about and this sounds like a Nicki a Barb podcast, but the thing about Nicki Minaj is she is she knows how to keep her fan base young and y'all gotta mm-hmm. give her props for that because a lot of stars don't know how to do that so you gotta give her props because she was always on that social media shit before yeah. like she was doing the you streams back when you stream was popping she was on you yeah. streams her and drake were on you streams those two together they know how to keep um a young audience so you gotta give them props for that i'll say though they're always gonna sell like Nikki and Drake, no matter what, like even if they're not like the music ain't about popping no more, they always gonna sell and they always gonna sell an arena. You know what I mean? No, I feel Those you like- on that. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see, I'm trying to tell you, I know what you mean. Yeah. But when it comes, but to bring back that whole like dance hall sound and like let's bring up Steph London because I think when it comes to Steph London, personally for me, eh, after that whole like beef she had with Nikki and then she got exposed for being a colorist the tweets that be coming out and then i guess um you know about the um allegations against her brother Dechavelli for um dming a 14 was he 14 or 16 she was she was a teenager do you know about that you know i heard about that but i never actually took the initiative to like look it up and actually learn to like read the details on it Bro, like, they had so many details of Dutchavelli talking about he wanted to fly her out. I said, "Oh no, Dutchavelli, you going to jail, nigga? I am deleting all your music. Oh no, oh <laughs> no." Like I heard of him, but you know, it's so funny. I never googled his music because to me, like I knew who that they were like related, and I was like, and I was saying to myself, "But Steph London is such a because be- I do love Steph London. I like her music." Even though she's the same way too, sometimes I feel about Nikki. Like sometimes she do certain songs. I'm like, yo, why, why? I understand. Like I feel like you gotta sell yourself. Like I feel like you stay. You gonna get bigger and bigger. But you gotta realize too is she's trying to market herself in the American market, and it's a little bit tougher for her because she's a UK artist. And usually Mm -hmm. the UK artists who actually make it in America, they're a few shades lighter than her. So. For her, she probably has to go through that route of making pop songs because that's just how <laughs> it is. You got to make pop songs. But I feel Did like you're saying the light skins are winning. <laughs> and I'm not saying the light skins are winning. I'm talking about the Dua Lipas. Look up Dua okay. Lipa. That she, she, the girls from the UK with the Adele complexion and the Dua Lipa oh, complexion yeah. are the ones who can transition from the states from not from the states from the uk to the states it's a little bit harder that's why when you hear about like a skepta or even like a gigs even having like a certain amount of sound just in the states it's a very important thing because grime music is so much different from like what Mm -hmm. we used to be hearing in like america oh that's my timer going off i know i heard it I know. I literally because i've i've been timing the episodes y'all so i guess leave we gotta stop this right here sir we gotta stop this right here so going on this one too. We can uh-uh, you ain't gonna one. go in. You want to save that for another episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I, I know mean? What you you have to save that I for another episode. But mm-hmm. y'all, Leroy will be coming back when me and Leroy link up. You know when a Haitian and Jamaican link up, it's always gonna be some type of shit. It's either gonna be Wyclef and and, and freaking Vibes Cartel, or <laughs> it's just gonna be fucking Haitian patties and oxtail. 
So maybe that's what this podcast episode gonna be called: Haitian patties and oxtail, because (laughs) or it's gonna be called Jamaicans and Haitians. Let's be real. This is what we gotta do when it comes to the dance hall culture. We just gotta we just gotta show some props to the dance hall artists that deserve their time to shine. And I will say, Major Laser, oh no, Diplo, Diplo, you be you be moving all over the place. But I give you gotta give the um major laser facts like their yeah, vice cartel deserve credit too vice cartel is a lot reason why a lot of these artists exist too but you we gotta talk about another episode we gotta talk about the beef between cartel and what's his name movado but yeah <laughs> but... that was a huge one <laughs> <laughs> i remember that one that was a touch. i love that beef <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not gonna lie. Game. My favorite Vibes Cartel song is Straight Jeans Are Fitted. I don't know why, but when Straight Jeans Are Fitted be coming, I'm like, damn, this song is actually a bop. But um, we'll all let's all agree to this. Fever is the song that got every Caribbean girl acting up. When Fever comes on, all the Caribbean women be tweaking. Mm-hmm. I feel like that became like the new cash money changing for the that's, I think that's I think that's part of that's one of the anthems with it now. But yeah. let, let's just end this here right now. Y'all, thank you for listening to this episode. Leroy, thank you for stopping by and giving us your club logic talking about the New England club scene, basically saying that these niggas hating outside from the club. Also, thank you for that tourist talk. Although, sis, if you ever listen to this episode, please contact me so you can give your side of the story. Because Leroy, <laughs> hmm, we, we, we don't know. But um, Leroy, do you have anything to say before we end this? Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast. You know, you guys will definitely see me on the next one. This nigga Leroy say you go you you know thank you for seeing me on well, the podcast. Well, we're to let me on the next one. I'll be on. <laughs> yeah, we gonna have to make sure you you fix some some things that you say. You know what I mean? But um, y'all, <laughs> you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music. Ooh, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. You can find this on Google Play. Go follow it there. Write a review. Subscribe. Do what you got to do. Listen to some more episodes. Also, if you have questions, concerns, anything, just send it to let me tell you something at gmail.com. You know where that is. Just click on the freaking board wherever it gives the description of this fucking episode and write your damn email. And also, I'm also, also, you know what? I'm going to save. I got to roast somebody, but I'm going to save it for the next episode because there's this Uh-oh. one man in my DMs and he needs Uh-oh. to leave my DMs alone. Hire your personal trainer and you in my DMs saying you got like, nigga, don't be in my fucking DMs saying you're a personal trainer if you're not going to train me for free. But we'll talk Yo, about that in another ahead. episode. But um, y'all have a great week. I hope all y'all have a great week except for the royal family because y'all know what y'all did to my girl Megan. Fuck y'all. I know, so right? um, we ain't talking about that, but we will talk about that in another episode because don't forget the UK did rule over Jamaica for a certain extent of time, and we need to talk about it that because that's very important too. But Leroy, you sure you got nothing to say before we end this? Yo, I'm out, yo. Thanks, oh. show. Oh, you see, you see, this nigga sounded like a fucking DJ in fucking. Yo, add me, add me on Snap. Pop oh my god, me. ladies, don't add him on Snap. Ladies, don't Yo, follow my me. Instagram. Also, Leroy is a hatfish. I remember this one day Leroy took off his hat. I was shook that he was bald. But we'll talk about <laughs> that on another episode. Bye, everyone.